Every manufacturer I talk to says they have the best product in their category, but nobody tells me they have the best awareness in their category. But here's the problem with that. You may have the best product, but if nobody knows you exist, it doesn't matter. Nobody's going to buy from you. The internet is changing the way that people find and source and choose products. And you've got to stay ahead of that shift and be found online, or it doesn't matter how good your product is. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about content that you can be creating that's not only going to drive awareness, but help you from SEO standpoint and drive the right kind of traffic for you. We're going to break down for you three specific content types that we've seen work for every manufacturer to bring the right people to their site that are going to help them convert that traffic into customers. And make sure you stay till the end because there's a super ninja hack that we're going to share with you that may feel really boring, but actually will help every content base you create rank more effectively. All right, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Smarter Building Materials Marketing Podcast, helping you find better ways to grow leads, sales, and outperform your competition. And now, here are your hosts, Zach Williams and Beth Popnikoloff. All right, welcome to Smarter Building Materials Marketing, where we believe your online presence should be your best salesperson. I am Zach Williams, alongside my awesome co-host, Beth Popnikolov. And today we're going to be talking about something near and dear to our heart. We're going to be talking about the content types that every building material manufacturer needs to drive SEO and awareness. SEO is a bit of a mystery to a lot of people, but it's an area that we do a lot of work within at Venvio. And so what we want to do for you is really break down a few content types that we believe that if you create these content types, it should help you not only with your SEO, but drive the right kind of awareness in your category, in your industry. So we're not going to get into the nitty gritty backend stuff today. We're not going to spend time talking about keyword research or backlinks or domain authority. Those are all really important topics. But what we actually want to cover today is some actionable things that you can do to start driving traffic. And the easiest thing that you can do is create content. So we're going to focus on not only the kind of content that Google looks for, but also the kind of content that's the most likely to be searched for. There's actually a stat that Google put out a few years ago that I referenced a lot because I think it's very applicable to today's topic, which they put out a stat that said 97% of all transactions start on the internet, but only 6% of retail transactions happen on the internet. And so if you're in the building material space, this is so applicable to you because your audience, whether it's a homeowner, an architect, a contractor, whomever it is, they're starting, most likely they're starting their research online. And so they're going to Google, they're going to the de facto place where we learn about information, we find information, and they're searching for things around your category. And so if you're not able to be found, you're not in the conversation. And so that's why we want to talk about this today is you need to elevate your perception in the marketplace by frankly just being found when someone's searching for something about your product, about your category, or something that it relates to. And as Beth mentioned, we're not going to try to like hack the system. Like to Google, the number one most important thing is just fulfilling user intent, meaning what is your audience looking for online and giving it to them, giving them the best possible information about the questions that they have. We've talked in the past about how people are changing the way that they use technology, that they're literally using sentences and talking to Google or talking to other programs online like they talk to a friend. So they're asking Google questions and we want to break down for you some content types that we've seen work really well for our clients that you can just go and create and mimic this same model and start to see results today. 
So Beth, what's our first content type that we recommend every manufacturer you have? The first type of content that we recommend and that we've seen work really well is FAQs and how-tos. And when you think about what people are using Google for, which is asking questions and looking for answers, this actually makes a lot of sense. So FAQs are a great catch-all for if you have a complicated product or you just have individual pieces of your product that need to be explained about durability, best geolocation, installation best practices, that type of a thing. Um, People are going to be asking questions on Google like how to use X product or how to solve X problem. So if it's a little bit lengthier than just what can be answered in a simple question and answer format like an FAQ, then we recommend having a whole how-to article. Even if you don't target DIYers and you don't expect somebody to take the steps in your how-to article and apply them to an actual project, and it's just informational-based, these are really important. A couple of the reasons that they perform so well is it's going to target really long-term keywords. So long-tail keywords refer to keywords that are really like full sentences or have five, six, seven, eight words in that keyword search. There's not a lot of competition, but it's going to be very targeted audiences that are looking for that information. So if you're the person that has that information, they're actually going to start building relationship and trusting your brand and your product because you've already started to build that value and that trust in their mind by answering those questions. The other thing I like about this content type is it targets multiple stages of the buyer journey. So if you think about it, like how to do X, let's say I'm, you know, obviously I work at Venvio and I've got some sound problems in my office. How do I solve acoustic problems in my conference room? Like that's a very top of funnel search term. So if I'm a manufacturer that has acoustic paneling products or acoustic solutions, I need to be targeting that. But a very similar search term could actually be applied to the actual contractor or installer, like how to install this particular product in an office setting. So small tweak to that content, but you're targeting top of funnel introductory information about the product and then bottom of funnel, hey, this is how you solve this or how you install this product. So both of those can really be utilized to capture and convert to potential sales because maybe the person at the bottom of the funnel, the installer hasn't actually purchased yet, or maybe the actual you know office manager hasn't made a decision on what they're buying. But both of them are very educational and they're things that people are searching for. And to your point, Beth, like, and we actually got an email about this this week from one of our clients, like voice search is becoming so much more important. So I might be like out in the field, how do I solve this problem? And I'm literally talking to my phone and having that how-to content can really springboard me into that conversation, no pun intended, (laughs) around (laughs) providing voice search responses and, and answers to questions that people have. Yeah. And a great source for these how-to questions is your sales team. They are your boots on the ground. This is something that we've talked about a lot in the past, but just the next time you have your sales team on a call in your quarterly check-ins or whatever the case may be, ask them, what are the top five questions they're getting from people that they're visiting that are not customers and top five questions they're getting from existing customers when they call on them? That is the easiest place to start just answer those questions in its individual how-to or FAQ article. Because if your customers are asking those questions to your sales team, people are bringing that question to Google for search as well. All right. The second content type that we recommend every manufacturer have are guides and inspiration list posts. This content type is one of the easiest and quickest methods of ranking well on Google out of the gate with just a simple content piece. 
And what it is, is just providing a guide around a specific problem or providing a list post for inspiration. A quick example of this would be something like X number product inspiration. So like 29 open office plans or 29 open office lighting examples. If you sell, let's say window treatments, 14 farmhouse window treatments, or a guide would be like a barn door inspiration guide. The thinking here is that Google wants to supply user intent and people as a whole, they like numbers. Like they just do like numbers work Mm -hmm. in headlines, they work in, in copy. And so creating a list post or a guide that has numbers in it or a guide around a problem, it supplies user intent like we talked about. And frankly, people grab a hold of that quickly. They're looking for information. So if you can create a quick guide post or a quick list post around inspiration or telling somebody how to do something, it tends to rank pretty well out of the gate just because frankly, there's not a lot of content out there around it. And if you got a niche product, you might find that you're driving a bunch of content from something that no one else is targeting because it's what your audience is looking for. They want inspiration. They want examples. And if you can give them a bunch of very simple use cases of your product in a short article or short blog post, it's going to perform well. Yeah. Let's talk for a minute about the difference between these two types of content, between guides and inspiration list posts. So List posts are, as Zach said, really one of the easiest pieces that you can put together because if you have 29 product shots or 29 project shots, you've got a list post with 29 open office lighting examples like Zach was mentioning. They're really easy to put together, show the image, give a description, call out the product, talk about why it works and why it's so awesome and how much the people love it. Boom, done. Guides, on the other hand, are very sought after but are a little bit more expensive to put together. So when we create guides that we want to rank well, we try to make them authoritative as possible. And part of what makes them authoritative is making them very, very complete. So this includes things like really specialized articles, lots of additional resources and downloadables. Maybe you include PDFs in there or some type of PowerPoint presentation linking to spec sheets or code compliance references, just giving as much extensive start to finish information as you can around the topic that you're discussing. So if you're talking about the ultimate guide to reciting a custom home, so you want to start if you're targeting this specifically at contractors and you want to start with, here's how the contractor talks to the homeowner. And these are the options that you're going to give them. And this, you know, hear from the homeowner, the, why their current siding needs to be changed and what failure did they find with the previous types of siding? Do they need to switch siding material on and on and on down to the final steps of installation, even maintenance. So you start from the very, very beginning of the buyer journey for that specific example and make sure you end not only after purchase and after installation, but then what does it look like to retain that customer as well? A company that's doing this really well is Basco Shower Door. If you go to their website, they've got a Shower Doors 101 section. This may feel very consumer focused like this content, but it actually applies to builders, contractors, installers, and homeowners. But in their Shower Doors 101 section, they've got a ton of really expert level guide content that walks you through What do you need to know before you buy? How do you measure? How do you get it done correctly? Where do you actually buy? What does installation look like, et cetera, et cetera. And the thing I like about this guide is that it's actually quite a long piece of content. And the data we've seen is that 
the longer the piece of content, the more likely it is to rank well. So we aim for somewhere around 1500 words plus like there's guides we've created that are 10,000 words online and they rank super well. And you may think Mm -hmm. like, Oh my gosh, I can't, I can't create a 10,000 word article. Well, maybe not, but you can create a 2000 word guide and that'll probably rank really, really well because Google is going to look at that guide and maybe look at another one and say, well, yours is twice as long. It's probably going to have much better content, you know? So thinking about your guide, it does, I would recommend you consider how can you make it as Beth has mentioned, like the most authoritative, most complete, because Google again, wants to supply user content. Another great tool that we use is called answer the public. I reference this all the time. A lot of our, our talks and teachings and the day that they make this thing behind a paywall is the day that I cry. Cause if you go to, <laughs> <laughs> if you go to answer the public.com or you just Google answer the public and you can put in, it's literally, it's got a search bar there. You could enter in your product category or even your name of your company. And what it will do is it will show you all of the questions that people have about your product category or about your product that they're searching for online. And I would just like download that list and then start to put that into my content calendar and say, we need to create content around every single one of these questions that answer the public is showing us because those are questions that people have. And so if you create guides or list posts, or even to our previous point, even how to's like that will be content that tends to perform well and drive the right kind of traffic. So the last type of content we're going to talk about is comparison content. One of the things we know from a consumer behavior standpoint is people are looking for comparisons, whether that's product category to product category, material to material, even brand to brand. So a really simple way to figure out what type of comparison content should you create is simply to go to Google, put in your brand name, and then type versus and hit enter and just see what comes up. Well, Beth, I mean, you don't even hit the enter there. You'll just see the brand name, hit verse, and then you'll see their smart search recommendations. And you'll see all of the questions or verses or alternatives that Google has not only cataloged, but that people are searching for. I was on Instagram the other night and I found this one building product company. I was like, oh, it was like a pergola company. They sell pergolas. And so I start researching them. And then the very first thing I do is I go to Google and I search for the name of that brand. And then I search alternatives or a search verse, just because I want to see mm-hmm. what other companies are out there. Like I'm not mm-hmm. actually even deciding I want to buy them. I just want to see what other companies are out there. You know, and a lot of people listening to this might say, well, I don't want to mention my competition. That may be the case, but if you're not mentioning them, someone else is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I would rather own that conversation than let somebody else own it. You know, there are entire websites dedicated to doing this type of a comparison. Oh Yeah. I mean, consumer reports. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Like, do you want to leave that conversation up to a third party or do you want to bring those people onto your site? Beth, one really smart thing you could do, and this is something we've done and I can't believe we're sharing this, but like you could go get a a third party authoritative uh, party to write a comparison piece about your brand and then your competition. And Mm -hmm. it will be seen as more authoritative because it's third party, even though you kind of sponsored that content without anybody knowing. (laughs) Like like that works really, really well if you can do that. But the other thing too, and is not only brand versus brand, but also category versus category. Mm -hmm. So for example, like the decking industry, wood versus composite or the countertop industry, granite versus quartz. You know, this even applies for commercial products. So like, you know, if you think about the facades of a building or the glass types of a building, 
there's so many different comparisons that may be happening, whether I'm an architect or even a homeowner, that you need to think about all of those comparisons. And again, answer the public and give you some insights here. But you know who you tend to go up against. You know what your competition is. You know the alternatives. Write an authoritative piece. Be objective about it. You know? That's actually a really important piece to remember, Zach, is that it's about being objective. We've mentioned this a bunch of times on previous podcasts, but it's not about proving that you are the best fit for every single project. It's about honestly stating when you are and when you are not the best fit. Beth, this makes me think of episode 32 with Phil Scardino, who he mentioned in the episode that he will literally recommend a competitor product. And then like people end up buying his product because he recommends the competitor product. Like that sounds so backwards, but it works because he's like, oh no, like this is when we're right. And this is when a competitor's right. And can you imagine how disarming that is to somebody who's, you know, maybe skeptical about your product? You're like, no, this is when they're right. And this is when we're right. And we have no problem putting it yeah. out there, you know? Well, and how much more do I trust you? to use your product in instances you've told me when you're right, if you've told me instances when you're not right, instead of just pushing for the sale at all costs. True. So wrap things up, the three content types that will perform well for every manufacturer, FAQs and how-tos, guides and inspiration list posts, and then the comparison content pieces as well. Just to round it out, one super ninja hack that we want to recommend just as like a parting note is that there's a content piece we recommend everybody have that feels super, super boring, but frankly, you really need to rank well, which are those like privacy policy, terms of use, warranty info, and return policy content pieces, even your about us and company information. This may feel like a non-starter for SEO, but one thing that we see when we come in and we start helping companies with SEO is that these pages are absolutely necessary to prove the validity of your brand to Google and for some advertising efforts as well. And so without them, it actually can impact your ability to rank for terms that you should be ranking for. So we're going to throw that one in there just to say, hey, if you don't have like this privacy policy, terms of use, warranty information, you absolutely need to because it could be impacting your SEO as well. So that's all we've got for you today. Hope you found this information helpful. If you want more great content like this, go to venvu.com slash podcast. Until next time, I'm Zach Williams alongside Beth Popnikolov. Thanks, everybody. You've been listening to Smarter Building Materials Marketing with Zach Williams and Beth Popnikola. To get the resources mentioned in this podcast, visit venvio.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.